Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. everyone and thank you as always for tuning into Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride broadcasting live from the Radio Harambe studios and in a desert quarantine lockdown we're joined by Safari Mike. Mike how is your desert quarantine lockdown situation going? Uh, Much better than it is going in New Jersey. It's much better here in the desert. (laughs) Don't Um, remind me. Please don't remind me. 95 degrees I'm sitting by the spa or the sauna I should say. Um, just keeping an eye out for the murder hornets, make sure that we don't get any of those. Yeah, you're here closer in, to those than we are. We are much closer to you than, than <laughs> you are, that's for sure. <laughs> so they'll hit me first. Yes, they uh, will. Yes, they will. Uh, you'll get a heads up from me that the murder hornets are on their way. <laughs> Take cover. Uh, you know, oh, the funny man. thing about New Jersey is that uh, in, in, in early May, we went from – S- literally snow on the ground when i woke up one morning it, may, it snowed like may 9th or some craziness like yep. that right to less than a week later less than a week being 85 degrees outside wow less well, than a week not, i mean that's, that's people it's 100 always, here people always say that funny line ah oh, we never have a spring we just go from winter to summer this year it really was the case we went from snow on the ground Right. To. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's insane to 85 degrees. And now yeah. it's beautiful. Well, you know, We're in the summer. In, in our, our father lives in Maine where they say the there's two seasons, winter and August. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. About and this that. year is not that far from the truth since it snowed. It's no, pretty really good snowed there, for him. Yeah. Really yeah. snowed up there. Yeah. I know some places in Maine that got like six or seven inches or some craziness like that in May. Oh, Absolutely, up in northern Maine. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got a lot. Yeah, by like Prescott <laughs> Island, man. places like that. Yeah, good lord, it's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, it was gone in two days, but it's still it's nuts. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now t- on today's show, we have another of Safari Mike's world famous lists. But um, they're world famous. Okay, good. Well, now they are. But uh, <laughs> before we get to that, just want to remind you: t-shirts, T Public, link in the show notes, link in all of the social media places. Um, all the money we make off that, we're donating to the Bronx Zoo to help them kind of stay uh, afloat here during this pandemic and during their shutdown. Uh, there is, uh, even though we're talking about the possibility of reopening the parks sometime this summer, I can't imagine the possibility of reopening something in New York City is going to be any time before the end of the summer. So they still have all these animals to care for. Um and plus all the other work they do around the world. So we're donating every bit of money we make from that, uh, from the sales of those T-shirts on our Tee Public store to the Bronx Zoo. But mm-hmm. as Mike mentions every time, we also encourage you, if you have a local zoo, uh, now's the time to make a donation. 
um, if you can afford to do so. Because become a member if you can. Yep, become um, a member. Do whatever it takes to help out as best you can because there, animals still eat whether people are there or not, whether people are paying for tickets or not. The cost is exactly the same. <laughs> yes. For, yeah. You know, the, the animals don't. Uh, they don't take know, a break. Are, are, are not for, they're not furloughed. No, um, no, yeah. they are not furloughed. Absolutely right. <laughs> so, so, go ahead. And neither are the you know many of the. I mean, obviously the zoo employees, but they they you know they have to be fully staffed. They have they to have keep to the keepers staffed. on, um, so they can't. You know, they got to pay for the, the keeper salary, which is you know. I mean, Absolutely it's a good thing that they're keeping them keeping them working, but um, yeah, it's it's a difficult time for for everybody, it, it, you know. It, but if if you have a couple of bucks, I highly encourage you to uh, you know give some money to your local zoo or or the Bronx Zoo for us or you know whatever. Disney's Animal Kingdom is probably the only zoo that's not uh, in desperate need. Okay, on to Mike's list. What are we <laughs> What are we getting a list of today, Mike? Well, Dave, in the past we've done, and people seem to enjoy, I guess, some of the top ten things or top whatever things you didn't know about uh, certain uh, attractions or por- portions of Disney's Animal Kingdom. I know in the past we've done the Navi River Journey, we've done Gorilla Falls, and today we're going to talk about uh, an attraction that really is a forgotten attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom lineup. I mean, we always talk about the Safari and Expedition Everest, and of course, the new Avatar stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. But very rarely do we talk about the Kali River Rapids, which, um, you know, is a thrill ride in the middle of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It sure is. (laughs) Is it one of your faves, Dave? I I think, you know, to be honest, I oftentimes don't even go on it, Um, you know, I will go to Disney's Animal Kingdom in August almost every year with the kids. Right. Um, you know, we are there for seven or eight days. We at, hit the Animal Kingdom at least four or five times during uh, a, a trip. We're, you know, we usually have park hoppers and we hop around a lot mm-hmm, kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. we spend more time in the Animal Kingdom than any other park easy. And there are years I don't even go on Collie River Rapids. Um, you know, you get soaking really wet afterwards in and yeah, I mean, I just don't know if I want to walk around Disney's animal kingdom soaking wet. Uh, sometimes we don't, we don't even bother going. Um, in fact, I think the last time I was there, we did not go if my memory serves. No, if, um, I'm, if I'm there in, I mean, we go there all times of the year. So, uh, sure, I don't sure go do, there yeah. in January. I generally don't make a reservation Half in January. closed. Yeah, if, for one thing, it's closed. But if I'm there, you know, when it's cooler, I generally don't. If I happen to get a a bit of good weather, I might jump on it. Uh, right. But yes, I do go on it. My five year old loves it. Does he? Loves okay. it. Okay. Loves it. One of his favorite. It's one of the only. I mean, we call Kali an e ticket, right? I guess it's yeah. one of the only sort of thrill based e ticket attractions that he really does really like. Because he does not like roller coasters. Generally, he does, right? He's not a big fan of roller coasters. No, right. he he. Right. Some of them he likes more than others. Um, uh huh. But he did he this one he loves loves okay. loves loves it. Okay. So we right. always go. All right. Okay. So there you go. I agree. Um, I agree. It's it maybe it's it doesn't have. You know, there's no Mickey Mouse. Uh, there's no spiel. Everybody likes the spiel on things. 
Um, right. It, it may There's no not haunted have mansion a, quotes. Right. It doesn't have any quotable lines. May not beat you over the head with some sort of, uh, you know, uh, backstory or anything like that. It's just a cool little ride. And well, and, see, I just respectfully disagree with you on the last part. There is a lot of backstory to this. No, no. I mean, they don't beat you over the head with it by oh, telling you what it is before you walk in. Okay. You know, like they do with the Haunted Mansion, so to speak, (laughs) you know. I see what you're saying. So I see what you're saying. You could basically just walk in, jump on it, and think nothing more than you were on a flume ride, Uh, a really big one. But I just like it. I just think it's fun. I think it's cool. I I, I like the idea of the the backstory to it. Uh, You know, it's message. Sure. Deforestation message. Um, Mm -hmm. I I see why people think it may not be as well-themed as other things. I just like it. I always had a good time with it. Uh, I think it's probably one of the best themed attractions in all of Disney World. Now you can you can dispute that it's really not that much of a thrill ride. Uh, we'll talk about you know the actual drop in a minute. Uh, that's one of the things I have here. But um, I mean it's not all that thrilling, and it, it gets compared unfavorably oftentimes to a the Disney's California Adventure um, Grizzly River Run or whatever it's Grizzly River or something or other. Um, which is apparently I didn't go on it when I was at Disney's Animal Kingdom, um, but apparently has California Adventure. You mean. What did I say? And I, I meant I, I apologize. I apologize. I didn't go on it. When I was you didn't go on it at Animal Adventure. Kingdom. Uh, last time I was there, we were, we were with some little ones, so we didn't go on it. Um, right. But apparently, it's um, you know much more thrilling than um, Kali is. But in terms of theme, I mean, it's top notch, and it has one of the best cues. In uh, in all of in any Disney park. Okay, so that's why we have our list. Sure. So, <laughs> I I you know I was trying to think of something because, like I said, I've done these top you know things you didn't know about uh, Gorilla Falls and Navi River Journey and and the like, and um, and I was trying to think of something you know we haven't covered a lot because every once in a while we get criticized for not covering Avatar Land enough. And one thing we never talk about is Collie River Rapids. So I thought like a show uh, about on the Collie River Rapids would be a change of pace. I like it. Should I start diving into the list? Yes. And I'll tell well, you whether or not all, I Dave, knew about it. Yes. First of all, Dave, of course, um, Collie River Rapids was not the original name of uh, this attraction. It was going to be called Tiger River Run. And initially was going to actually be uh, a little bit of a flume ride mixed in with a very long uh, river journey and seeing actual animals such as tigers and, you know, Asian rhinos, all all Asian rainforest animals through a river uh, journey, as opposed to a safari vehicle going through the African savanna. Uh, That changed uh, mostly due to budgets and uh, it, it transformed from the Tiger River Rapids to the Kali River Rapids. Dave, did you know that Kali is actually the name of a Hindu goddess, and she is the goddess of the time and transformation that comes with death? No. <laughs> so that's – they actually changed the name from Tiger River Run to Kali River Rapids, and um, they named it after this Hindu goddess um, of uh, basically the transformation that comes with death. And it's a female – it's a goddess. It's a female uh, a female. Is it one of those things with like five arms? They, those, those Hindu yes. gods have like multiple arms. And... Yes, there are hundreds of uh, Hindu gods and goddesses, and this is just yeah. one of them. Um, 
You ready for number two? I just Googled Kali uh-huh. as you're talking. And sure. Holding a severed head in one image. <laughs> not a pleasant. It's not the, not the best. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, karma to be going on to no, the uh, to the right. No. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the got basically goddess of death um, is what this uh, river is named after. But, you know, it is what it is. <sighs> Kind of looks like something out of a superhero movie, I'd say. Kind of. Yeah, kind of kind reminds of. me of that uh, whoever the, the 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 bad guy was in uh, Suicide Squad. I can't remember what the name of the of the character was now off the top of my head, but uh, there was like an evil, you know, death god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Not a very memorable movie. Uh, no, anyway. no, I saw it once. I, I know Harley Quinn was in it, but that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, and she was Will great, Smith. but that was, was Will that Smith. Was Will all Smith it was. was somebody. That's all it was. I will tell you, Dave, when I put together this list of uh, 10 things you didn't know about Kali River Rapids, I did not think we were going to talk about Will Smith and Suicide Squad. No, I didn't but, think but so. But here either. we are. Will Smith played Deadshot, yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that who he was? Okay, there yeah. you go. I just don't remember who the bad, the 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 name of the of the of the bad guy was, or the, the big baddie yeah. at the end. It does, doesn't got me swinging. I have doesn't no matter. There, people Dave, are yelling at the uh, at at their uh, <laughs> at their iPods would, as they speak. Do people still use iPods? At their iPhones as they speak. iPhones, are right? I, I of the fourteen people who listen to this show, I probably would imagine thirteen of them don't know. Who the name of the bad guy was? You'd be surprised. You'd be, that was a pretty popular movie. <laughs> I guess. I nah, guess. It was. Dave, number two. Okay. Uh, as we talked about uh, initially, um, one of the major points of this uh, of this attraction is the downside of logging and deforestation, right. and that's that's sort of the conservation point that uh, this attraction is trying to hammer home. And uh, basically, you are on a river journey as a tour company that is, you know, giving you the lovely river uh, river guide. And you come across some illegal uh, lumbering during the course of the attraction. And um, in fact, at portions of the queue, which we'll talk a little bit more in depth later, but portions of the queue, you actually hear, you know, buzz saws and cutting in the background and they kind of immerse you into that theme of, you know, they're cutting down the rainforest and these are bad things are happening. You will see, Dave, uh, around an end port itself signs for the T-Tac Lumber Company. And that is, if you know, um, the company that is actually destroying the rainforest as we speak and who causes all the problems of Kali River Rapids. Well, I did know that there, I wouldn't know his name was T-Tac, but I did know that you do see the lumber company mentioned. Yes. So I'll give myself that one. (laughs) Partial credit for that one? That's fine. Yes. Number three, Dave. Should we make that into a (laughs) T-shirt? T-Tac Lumber Company? (laughs) And, you know, let me me pull up the, uh, as we're talking here. That's not a bad one, because I will tell you, the Anandapur, um, we recently launched um, two. Uh, One was Save Little Red which was, we actually have two different versions of it. Um, and the other one was the Anandapur Rail Company. Which is and great. the Anandapur Rail Company one um, is really selling well. I mean, that was probably, I was a little surprised. I thought the Save Little Red would be a bigger, a bigger um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Seller. Yeah. But it is actually the um, the Anandapur Rail Company. People are loving that. So, you know, there you have it. It's good. Um, there are, you know, there actually are um, signs also, Dave. I don't know if you do this as well. This is still part of number two, where there is like a hand, you know, with various uh, Sanskrit kind of drawings on it. And it says, stop the T-Tac logging company. And uh, hear what can be done, you know, Thursday evening. I'm looking at the poster right now. And it is at the Atavika station number 12. Dave, do you know, this is a bonus, a bonus one, because I didn't, uh, didn't plan for this one. Do you know what the Atavika station number 12 is? Uh, power station? No. Do you know where you actually, you, I'll give you a hint. You actually walk into it at one point. Oh, the radio but station? No. No. I have no idea. It is actually the, the bat house. When you go into the bats um, at the Maharaja Jungle Trek, you will see here. a little you'll see a little sign above the door that says Atavika Station Number Twelve. I did not know that. No, nope. and they I hold uh, like community talks there. I at, did not uh, put those two together at that bird house. Absolutely, the, at the bat house, and the, of course at the bat house they had just finished a uh, a lecture about uh, what they could do to save bats and encourage bats to eat you know mosquitoes and all that kind of stuff. Right. But apparently on Thursday evening. Um, they are doing a, you know, what can be done to stop the T-Tac logging company, which, of course, is the company that uh, is ruining the rainforest as we speak. Are you ready for number three, Dave? Yes. Dave, this is, of course, a river rapid ride, and that means that there's a lot of water. Um, you actually start by going up 90 feet into the air, so the initial ascent is 90 feet but did you know dave that the drop is only 30 feet the big drop at the end was only 30 feet and that's because that 60 feet difference that you make is sort of the downhill throughout the entire ride it's a more of a gradual this way the the water keeps going um so the whole ride is essentially downhill you go up 90 feet and you slowly go down 60 feet and then, of course, and then the big jump the, at the bottom, the big the big jump at the bottom at the end of the 30 feet. Well, I know that they you actually, definitely go down in planes. You know, you go up and then boom, boom, you go down a little bit. Right. But it the, feels like the drop is longer than 30 feet, but I guess it's not. No, the, the final drop, it does feel longer, but it is only actually 30 feet. And the whole attraction uses one hundred and fifty thousand gallons of water is is on the River Rapids ride at any given time. I like it. Are you ready for number four? I am. All right, Dave. Um, immersion, of course, is a key aspect of Kali River Rapids. And whether that's from the queue, again, we'll talk be talking about the queue in a couple of these. Um, but did you know, Dave, that while you're actually riding Kali River Rapids, they use scents of both jasmine and ginger to make you feel like you're in an Asian rainforest. I did, you know? I, I, I did not pick up on the ginger, but I have on the jasmine. Okay. All right. So let's go. So you get another half credit for that one. Is that what, uh, is that what you're saying? Uh, definitely half. It could be no more than half. <laughs> um, all right, Dave. The, uh, the next one is actually, we were talking about um, 
the uh, logging issues and the, the conservation theme of this. And it is much easier to cut trees if you burn away sort of the, the small brush. Uh, this is called slash and burn technique. I'm sure many of you listeners out there have heard that terminology before, slash and burn technique. And then what they do is they actually burn away sort of the underbrush. You are actually in the Asian – well, not actually, but you're supposed to be in the Asian rainforest. And there's a lot of you know bushes and small trees and ferns and all that kind of stuff. So the slash and burn technique burns away all of that sort of underbrush leaving the trees much easier to get to and to chop down. Did you know, Dave, and you probably did know this because I know you went on this ride early on, there used to be a fire effect on the Collie River Rapids that yes. they have since gotten rid of. Yes, that I remember. Yeah, that kind of added an element to the ride that they, um, that I think, is sorely missed. Um, oh, I think I that, the, you know, kind of that shock and of the of the fire, big fire uh, off to your side. Yeah, that was cool. From it. Yeah, it was it was a, an interesting thing, um, but they got rid of it. Um, I don't know if they ever planned. It's been a few years now, at least four or five years, right? That's probably even more than that. Oh, more than that. More. Than yeah, that. yeah, where they haven't had the uh, where they haven't had the fire effect. Um, so I think that's gone for good. But you know, that was one of the things, and that was to sort of immerse you, for lack of a better term, into the slash and burn techniques that a lot of these illegal logging companies do. Now, Dave, off to the next one. And now we're actually going to talk about the queue. The queue, you go through uh, various things of the, in many buildings for lack of, you know, as you're going through the queue. Did you know, Dave, that the queue is actually the town of Anandapur? We talk about Anandapur a lot. There is uh, the kingdom of Anandapur that is encompasses the Maharaja Jungle Track, the Yak and Yeti restaurant. But the actual downtown, for lack of a better term, Anandapur is the queue of Kali River Rapids. And you come across the Tiger Temple, the Mr. Panika shop, some bird markets. There is, you know, lots of animal statues. Um, there's lots of uh, religious references throughout the town. Um, you come to it like a peddler's bike with uh, fruits and, you know, that they that the peddler sells to the priests and merchants of the, uh, of the place. That is... The town of Anandapur. Did you know, Dave, that the the queue was in fact the town itself? Yes. Okay. I figured you probably did. I think we did a show on just the queue. Or did we? We might have. We might have done a tour of the queue. We might have. I think actually. you did a tour of the queue. We might have. Did you know, Dave? Another bonus uh, episode of uh, Did You Know that there are over four thousand props within the town of Anandapur that um, Joe Rohde and his team brought from Southeast Asia to, you know, put around uh, various aspects of, uh, of the queue. Well, I know there are they, over 4,000 props. I know they did that for all over Asia and all over um, Africa as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have guessed a number as big as 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lot, but I didn't know they did that. I just wasn't, I did not realize that it was that many. Now, Dave, when you actually get on the oh, actually, let's let's talk about one other portion of the queue, and that is the uh, painted pavilion. Um, did you it, it, you probably recall the painted pavilion? You walk in there; it's kind of a, a elevated uh, ceiling mm -hmm. with all these beautiful murals all over it. Did you know, Dave, that these different mur murals depict various portions of the famous Jakarta tales? which are stories 
uh, passed down that uh, apparently uh, give you the previous lives of Buddha, both as a man and as an animal dating back thousands of years, that these murals depict those tales. No. Okay. One of them, the the very, there are, and you'll actually see some signs over there um, that, you know, indicate which each of these tales are. And some of them are, uh, I'll give you a few of them. There are actually seven different tales depicted in the painted pavilion. They are cold and and they focus, to be honest, on the sort of animal aspects of of the the Jakarta tales and Buddha's previous life as an, as an animal. And it is the hare's sacrifice, the tortoise and the geese, the monkey king, the jackal and the iguana, the fearless lion and the brave elephant, the swan with the golden feathers, and the banyan deer. And even uh, and they t- sort of depict conservation-y type of tales. For example, the fearless lion and the brave elephant tells a tale of the lion and elephant coming to the defense of merchants. And those merchants then vowed to forever pay tribute to the animals. And the Banyan deer is a story of a deer who sacrifices his life to teach a a king a valuable lesson in life. And and the artists, in keeping with the spirit of Anandapur, wanted to pay tribute to the natural when selecting the stories they used in the painted pavilion. And the painted pavilion itself is sort of the town square of Anandapur. And that is where, um, you know, the conceit is that, uh, you know, people come there and read their poems or sing songs and stuff like that. It's sort of the town square of Anandapur, and that is the Painted Pavilion. I'd I'd say two things here. Uh, One, you can really see when you get into these stories, especially these sort of religious stories, um, how they could be so compelling to an artist like Joe Rohde. How, you know, coming across something like this would be so interesting to him, and that would make him want to add this kind of flavor to to the park and for the authenticity of the park. the other thing I'll say is after hearing this list and after hearing some of these things that Mike is saying, go through the Collie River Rapids line next time with all this in your mind that you're going into the town and then see if you can't um, look at it a little differently moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, from this point forward. Because I think it, the way that the line winds through and it's hot outside and you're hot and God, just get me on this ride. You know, you, you, you don't realize what they're shooting for in all this, you know, and right. you are walking through and, you know, what is a town, but there's not any townspeople there. So it doesn't really feel like a town as you're walking through it. It just feels uh-huh. like another room in the queue, you know, right. but but it's the backstory of what they made, how they made the queue. So to keep that in mind as you're walking through. That's all I'd say. And the last part of town that you walk through is uh, the Collie River Expeditions uh, home office. Um, you will see, you know, various information about the, you know, the Collie River Expeditions. And, you know, there's a uh, I think there's a paddle with all the Imagineers signing their names to it. There's a picture of the royal couple of Anandapur, which is actually found in many of the other uh, buildings throughout Anandapur as you're walking through. Like, for example, on Mr. Panika's shop which is one of the buildings that you walk through. There's a picture of the Royal couple. When you go through the bird market, which actually is one of the few areas where they have actually have live animals on exhibit in the queues, which I think animal kingdom could have done a better job of, of doing. Um, but here at an there's a bird market and you see some actual birds and in the ride, there's a, you know, the, the Royal couple pictured in there, but Dave, um, 
did you know when you get on the ride itself, you are uh, you're boarding one of 20 different ma- uh, rafts, and they all have unique names. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. Some of them are the Manislu Slammer, the Sherpa Surfer, and my personal favorite, the Kathman Doozy instead of the uh, Kathmandu. It's all um, very jungle cruisy. All very jungle cruisy. Yeah. There are 20 different ones. Each has their own name. Um, and um, anyway, Almost th- to the point where it. it feels like a nod to the jungle cruise a little bit. A little bit. You know? A little bit, a little, you know, a little bit kind of like that, because the Jungle yeah. Cruise boats, of course, have their own names as well. But they, they kind of have that feel. Next one, Dave, you are actually on uh, a river, and that is the Shak Ranadi River. And yes. this river is found throughout Anandapur. It's actually the same one that you will get to, um, you, you know, you uh, uh, see where the Gibbon exhibits are. The Shak Ranadi River has overflowed. And now um, has covered those exhibits. So there is a lot of the Chakranadi River throughout the um, throughout Anandapur. But did you know, Dave, that Chakranadi actually means um, river that forms in a circle or that flows? Excuse me, a river that flows in a circle. No, that is the that, river. No, that's the meaning of it, and which makes sense because yeah, you know, it's really river, funny it's, when you think about it. <laughs> Is a circle. Yeah, you're basically yeah. going in a circle. That's a very um, clever name for the river. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, one other thing about the Kali River Rapids and, and the river itself is in the queue, going back to the queue briefly, there is a large statue of a king cobra. Dave, did you know, and this is another bonus one, did you know that the king cobra is um, felt to be in the area of one of the nature spirits, and it is... It protects rivers and springs. So that uh, little statue of the King Cobra is actually sort of the guardian spirit of the Chakranadi River. A cobra is considered a guardian? Yes, in in, in that area. Wow. I know we're terrified of them. Yeah, they're hard. Maybe, they're not, not, terrifying. maybe not terrified as murder hornets, but we are terrified of them. They're terrifying. <laughs> well, they are deadly. King Cobras are deadly. Yeah. Here's a bonus one, Dave. Did you know why... The king cobra is called the king cobra, as there are numerous other species of cobra. But why is a king cobra called a king cobra? No, I didn't know why. I don't know why. It is because it eats other cobras. That species of snake will eat other types of cobras. um, So therefore, it is called the king of cobras. Boy, that's gross. (laughs) Dave, I only have one more left. Okay. And that is actually we're going all the way back to the entrance. And that is, uh, you know, where the fast pass um, uh, ticket booths used to be back when you used to get paper ta- fast pass. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember. Those. There's a building on the stilts. Did you know, Dave, that that is actually the home of the owner of Kali River Expeditions, Manisha Garung? That's his home. No, I didn't. I have not door. done well on this. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> but it's and a it's really built, cool building. It is, and it is uh, typical of many. Uh, structures in that part of the world, um, you know, air conditioning is not exactly uh, prevalent in, <laughs> in parts of uh, Southeast Asia. That's one way to put so it. So they they build um, their homes on stilts uh, for a couple different reasons. One is to stay away from flooding if you're by a river or by a rainforest. Good um, idea. You don't need and number two is it keeps it cooler by being elevated up into the air. Oh, is that you get true? more, you get more coolness uh, huh. to the building itself. By getting rid of the first floor, essentially, 
um, you know, you're up a little bit higher, you're out of the br- underbrush. So there's a little bit yeah. more, yeah. uh, you know, less humidity and a little bit more, a little bit cooler, uh, the high, a little higher up you go. Huh. But Dave, those are things you did not know about the Kali river rapids. I like it. There's so much. Um, there's I didn't so keep much. tabs of how well you did. I, I did terribly. Yeah, you might have gotten like three or four right, which is more I, might, I got a couple know. right, but I, what I know more than the average person knows, obviously, um, when it comes to this kind of stuff, because I've read all about it. But mm-hmm. it's so rich. I mean, you could make a list of a hundred things, right? If you really had access to the information, you could make a list of a hundred things that you didn't know about about right, right, uh, right. Collie River Rapids just in the sure. queue alone. There's sure. four thousand items, right? <laughs> Hold, hold that in your head for a few minutes. You know, we don't know where they came from, who picked it up, any of that stuff. I mean, th- that's the layer, the level of focus well, I mean, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, that went into this and storytelling that went into it. It's really incredible. Sure. I mean, uh, they, the Imagineers just went to Southeast Asia, you know, Thailand and, you know, Myanmar and all these places. and. Nuts. We just go to markets and just buy things. Buy things, you know, and they and hang little them thing up here. This is yep. yep. And just put them, rely them all around. They did that in the, when they went to Nepal too. And Expedition Everest. There's a lot of artifacts that are, you know, merely just purchased at a market, probably for like pennies, right? <laughs> and thrown around the park. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Kali River actually, Rapids, Expedition Everest, Maharaja Jungle Trek. The Kilimanjaro safaris, those are are all some of the greatest examples as to why Disney doesn't need to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on intellectual properties that are from other people. Because oh, here we go. they have the ability to create it themselves <laughs> all right there. It's all right there, well, Mike. I mean, all we've right said there. a million times, if the evil Bobs were in charge back at the uh, beginning of this century, Expedition Everest never would have been built. Never would have been built. Never in a million years. Nope. You would have had Goofy trying to grab you as you came by. No, yeah, we probably, yeah, or, or something. Yeah. Or Chewbacca. Yeah, probably. <laughs> It'd be that ice monster in uh, Frozen. <laughs> That's right. That's Which what we know. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, but Did anyway, you Dave, see that, Frozen that... 2 yet? I have not. Mike, I mean, you were such a fan of the first Frozen. You fought with me for weeks about it. How could you not have seen the the second one? I still I still am annoyed at the huge plot hole in the original Frozen. I, I just can't. It, it just bothers me to no end. What, what? Tell everybody the plot hole. OK, so um, I love this. Uh, I'm assuming everybody has seen the movie now and knows that um, the the character um I don't even remember his name. Was it Hans? Who was the uh, the, the bad guy essentially? And uh, Frozen, oh, he sort of he, he sort of pretends to be uh, a good guy, wants to marry Elsa, and all this kind of. But his whole plot is yes, Hans. His whole plot was to kill off Elsa uh, so that when he marries Anna, he could basically be in charge of okay, uh, right fake Norway. Yeah, we know what um, you're talking about fake Norway. Okay, <laughs> so. He sets this plan in motion where Elsa actually confronts the giant marshmallow monster that you were talking about before. Marshmallow. Stay uh, Puft Marshmallow? Oh, that's the wrong movie. Okay. Yes. Close enough. He actually saves her life, Elsa, 
The only reason they have him save her life is to to deflect the viewer from thinking Hans is actually going to be the bad guy. In reality, if that was really his plot, he never would have saved her. Why is he saving her right. if his whole plan is to have her killed? Makes no sense. It's perfect spot for him just to say, bye bye, Elsa. Now I'm married to Anna and in charge of fake Norway. And that's the reason why you don't like the movie. And, uh, the plot holes like that bother me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. It's like that one on The Last Jedi. <laughs> it's like that one on uh, the Big Bang Theory about Indiana Jones, about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Do you remember that one? Where uh, where uh, where uh, Amy Farrah Fowler tells uh, uh, Sheldon is so excited he showed her this movie. It's a wonderful movie. It's one of his favorite films of all time. And she says, "Well, yeah, but the only problem is Indiana Jones played absolutely no part in what in all of the action that took place in this film." <laughs> and you think about it, she's right. The Nazis still would have gotten it. They still would have opened it up. Their faces still would have melted. Indiana Jones played no part in the action that took (laughs) It's really a diversion to the story. It's just, yes. Yep. I wonder if they realized that as they were writing it. I'm not so sure they did. Do you know, I I know you're a big Star Wars fan, Dave, and I know you've really gone down a rabbit hole here. But do you know what my big issue with, uh, what was the name of the last one? Rise of Rise of Skywalker. No, I don't know that you ever told me what your big issue, issue was. of the plot here. And there's a lot of issues with that plot, but yeah, what? The big one for me, or, or the one, I'm, I, I, and I'm watching the movie, I'm sitting there watching it and going. The one you couldn't what? get past. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Was um, Ray, they're on, I forget what planet they were on, but uh, Chewbacca gets taken away in cuffs and the, and oh, the, the ship explodes. And it's a diversion for you to think, oh, my, oh, God, Chewbacca is dead. 20 minutes later, Ray is in one spaceship and she senses Chewbacca (laughs) on the Star Destroyer, you know, far away. Why the hell would she not have sensed Chewbacca when that when that ship blown up? I mean, if it was she would the only reason they did that was. To deflect you from thinking, to make you think, just a trope. Oh, Chewbacca's dead. Right. It was just a trope. It was just because uh, yeah. in yep. in reality, she would have been like, oh, "Don't worry, guys. He's on that other. He's on that other spaceship. I sense him." After see, um, after seeing <laughs> the rise of Skywalker, I realized in my mind what really bothered me so much about this new trilogy was, and it really only took place from the. Last Jedi and and the Rise of Skywalker. What bothered me the most was this just explosion of what a Jedi and the Force could do to mm-hmm. the point where we have so much at the hands of the writers that they could almost do anything. And that always puts you into this point where you just can't explain stuff. You know... Back right. in the old days when, hey, well, you know, Obi-Wan could maybe uh, make some really dumb guy say something he wanted him to say or maybe distract them or, you know, maybe you could sense where a laser is coming and block something with your, with your, you know, that was really it. Other than that, right. it was just sort of a devotion to a, uh, to a religion, you know, but now it's like they're Magneto for God's sake. I mean, they <laughs> you they're know, like Harry Potter. They just magic. What's it's the, just yeah. magic. That, it's just magic. Which yeah. they can do almost anything they want, including destroy an, an enormous fleet of 
ships. Now, if the emperor could destroy an enormous fleet of ships, why didn't he just do that in the beginning? <laughs> no idea. Why no didn't idea we go why. through the process of building a Death Star and fighting everybody? Why didn't he yeah, just why does do he have that to, Why does he have to build the Death Star if he could just do it, you know? Does it make any sense? Why None. would he have built the whatever Death Star it was in Force Awakens if he just had the power to do it? It makes no sense, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, but but it's that building of that fantastic part of it, you know. In the in the first trilogy, the 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 original trilogy, the Force was very mysterious, and it worked there at that level. But once you go down into the details and you let these people just explode it all out into nonsense, it's like what? yeah. When the original trilogy was basically just sort of, I mean, Mike. The, telepathy and telekinesis like right. they can move stuff with their mind and they can control minds i mean, I mean the they can, mind, some mind powers the mind-blowing thing was that yoda the most powerful jedi in the history of the world could move a spaceship that is not working by the way right <laughs> out of the water and onto the land and he had to summon all of his power to do that right now look at what he could have done yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it no. just got crazy. How did we get down this? How did we get down I'm this? Frozen. <laughs> we were talking about Kali River Rapids. And Kali River Rapids to... into Frozen somehow. Oh, yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But people right, like well, this anyway. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, enjoy your desert lockdown. Yes, yes. I'll be if, sitting by the pool with Sangria in a little Yes, bit. and uh, tweet at Mike <laughs> if you want to see how his desert lockdown is doing. Uh, he is at Jombo, everyone. You can tweet at me, at Radio Harambe. Uh, Facebook is at Jombo, everyone. Uh, but most importantly, Instagram at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We've got lots of stuff on there. Mike's on Disney, uh, Instagram too, Safari underscore Mike. Don't forget the T-shirts. Links in the show notes. All the money's going to help the Bronx Zoo out uh, until I think we're going to continue doing that until this COVID thing, until they can reopen. I think that, that's yeah, the way to and that, do it. Yeah, probably. And then we'll come up with a uh, We'll come up with something else uh, when the time comes. I'm sure there yeah, will be another. Yeah, we've done leopards. We've done yep. Australian wildfire relief and now sort of helping the Bronx Zoo and so we'll come up with something after that. And we'll release some more T-shirts. We got uh, Christina has got. Uh, oh, I got some ideas, under. too. I got some ideas. Uh, she's got some good ones locked up. I'm sure she does. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the T-shirts, the Anandapur Rail Server. I love that one. I mean, it's just this, but there's more than just that. There's a whole bunch of them up there now. And they're all. She's got this. Uh, I'm going to give you a little tease. She's got one uh, that deals with a certain dancing, hairy arthropod, if that makes uh... a disco <laughs> yeti. Yes, we have a disco yeti in the uh, in the works. A dancing crypto. <laughs> well, yeah, we got plenty of, and there's no shortage of ideas. Everybody loves disco yeti, Mike. Maybe even a tea tack lumber company. That would be that's a real deep dive. <laughs> that's a real deep dive, but people like that. You know, uh, you, could, you could do a um, uh, maybe not a tea tack uh, lumber company, but like the what what is the expedition company? Uh, Kali, Kali River Expeditions. Yeah, I think it's just Kali River Ep- Expeditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. People love that. Look at how, like you said, the Anandapur Rail Service just went nuts. Getting yeah, those little one. detail yeah. ones for from picking those little details out that people recognize. That's what people love about, yeah. about the animal yeah, kingdom. Absolutely. 100%. You know. All right. For All Safari, Mike. I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well. And thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Kwa